0: Hello and welcome to your new episode of Hot Water by Coworkings, a podcast exploring coworking around the world. Today's episode will take you on a journey to Bahrain, an island in the Middle East, right between Saudi Arabia and Qatar. What's there? D1 Hub, a coworking space on a mission. Support entrepreneurs and provide them with the right place to grow and innovate. In the next 20 minutes, you will learn from Nitu Sourondran, location manager at D1 Hub, the steps they took as a team to create, design, and grow their brand in a market where coworking was not very well known when they started. Are you ready to make your way to Bahrain with us? Let's go! Hi, Nitu, and welcome to Hot Water podcast by Coworkies. We are so glad to welcome you here. Before diving into the story of D1 Hub, can you tell us your story and what brought you to coworking in the first place?
1: Hello, Pauline. Thank you for having me so i'm a business development professional and um, having previously worked in diverse industries like logistics hospitality and real estate when i heard about the opportunity with a co-working space uh, at first i loved the idea and then i believed in the co-working concept as well because even in my previous job i love i love the fact of even like connecting people and this seemed so ideal for me in my head considering that even in my last job um i was at the premier private members club. So it was pretty much the same role that you do even in a co-working space where you connect people. So here was this amazing opportunity to connect the startups with the corporates or like-minded people and even an opportunity to help people scale their business. So it was just exciting and, and nothing nothing about to date about this job is mundane. Uh, every day is a new day, you get to meet a new set of people and even you come across like new business ideas.
0: It's almost fascinating on the whole. I feel you, I've been uh, there before, and I agree that no day is <laughs> similar to each other when you work uh, for a coworking brand. Yeah, it's definitely exciting, yeah. I would like also to set the frame or the context, because I guess for some of the listeners, they don't know yet uh, too much about D1 Hub. So it is a coworking brand based out of Bahrain. It's an island in the Middle East, located between Saudi Arabia on the right side and Qatar on the left side. And the capital um, city where you are currently uh, based, Nitu, is Manama, correct? Right, right, that's right. And for me, it's interesting because when I was preparing this episode, I actually also learned that Bahrain is not part of the United Arab Emirates, but they do have very close relationships um, due to their proximity. Yes. So the question I want to ask you is like when we think about this region of the world so dubai or abu dhabi are very often the first two cities that come to mind and we don't know much about manama right can you maybe talk to us about life in bahrain in general and in manama how does it compare to the two other cities we mentioned so i think bahrain is very similar to dubai or abu dhabi it's it's just more of a
1: more personal perspective like in many ways like the infrastructure the tolerance to other cultures the type of people you see around you um and even the weather are all the same actually the the difference are like largely in the size and the scope of each of these factors so like the Bahraini people are generally very warm and hospitable. And even in Bahrain, like the quality of life is just amazing. And, and that is obviously reflected like in the traffic, the malls and just business in general.
0: So I think when you visit these places, you you will feel the difference. I've never been to Bahrain, so I've been to Dubai which was already for me a big difference coming from Europe, but I've never been to Bahrain and I would love to go and, and see it for myself.
1: I'm sure you, you'll feel the
0: difference. Like it, it's, it's again, like I said, it's very personal, you know. And as we talk about Bahrain, I would also love to talk about the co-working scene there. Would you say it is well developed and people are quite aware of the concept or do you feel that D1 Hub is at a position of educating the market and setting up standards for the co-working industry locally. So I'll throw in some quick
1: facts about the, the co-working industry in general. So uh, this is, again, uh, based on the figures published by the startup Bahrain. We are actually already, Bahrain is already home to 164 startups and 34 accelerators, incubators and co-working spaces. This is where it gets interesting. So what makes Bahrain like the perfect launch pad for your startup? Again, it's like very startup friendly, like the competitive cost base, you know, is comparatively, it's very competitive. And then you have a low tax regime as well. The cost of living in Bahrain is also cheaper in comparison to 50 uh, percent of the countries in the Middle East. So and again, as a foreigner, you get 100 percent ownership as a foreigner so there's massive mm-hmm. potential like even to scale into regional markets i mean everything is so close by uh, if you want to you know scale regionally by land sea or air it's possible and then also we have a startup bahrain initiative which is an ecosystem for innovative startups and these are made of like startups corporates investors accelerators incubators and even the government so this is one of the biggest benefits to have access to the startup Bahrain, which is supported again by the government agencies that work together to support the business in Bahrain. So I'd say like Bahrain is actually ranked among world's top five fastest growing startup ecosystems. Mm-hmm. Uh, though we we have less than thousand startups, we, we are actually ranked to be the world's top five. So I think, if you look at the statistic like, yes there's so much happening like bahrain is even home to some of the world-class accelerators and incubators you have like uh brink flat six labs bahrain fintech bait this just a name a few uh you have great communities uh which is again a vital part for startups you have the women in fintech unreal bahrain which is a game development community and rawad so there's so many communities like for the startups to lean on to. And then again, even when it comes to funding, there is like growing options for that as well. You have the Dimkeen, which is um, uh, by the government. Alwaha Funds of Funds, again, Bidaya Tech. These are just to name a few. So like Bahrain is home to like like the finest startups. Like you have some really good startups like Skiplino and Ruin. So I would say it's it's fast paced. Like yeah. it's getting there.
0: There's a lot going on, it seems.
1: (laughs) There is. There is a lot. It's fast-paced. I think things are picking up in the last few years, which is great.
0: And so now that we know a bit more about the city where you're based and the co-working scene and accelerator scene and incubators, can you talk to us a little bit more about G1 Hub? What's the story behind it and how did it come to life? so
1: i wasn't personally involved in the launch but in fact i was appointed as a location manager post the launch however what i do know is working with the founders that they all share a real passion for taking bahrain to the next level and this is in terms of the bahrain startup ecosystem so again the idea was kind of born pre-covid and then we opened our doors in in 2020 during the pandemic. Um so we never really expected that somehow COVID I, I think somehow COVID has just accelerated the change in business and has has moved its future way of working. Like the world today is moving to hybrid arrangements. There's there's a lot of flexibility in the way of work. And this just goes for all companies like of all shapes and sizes. So that was quite interesting to see that movement during the time.
0: And I would love to expand further on the question about D1 Hub. So what kind of positive impacts do you want to nurture in Bahrain and beyond through the existence of D1 Hub? So I would actually, overall, I would want success stories
1: to come out of D1. Like, you know, I'd love to hear that. Like, I, I want Bahrain to be like the beating heart for entrepreneurship and innovation in the Middle East. And then I'd like somehow D1 to be like an instrumental part of that journey. So that, that's what I'd like to see in the future.
0: That's really nice. And I wish for you guys to have that uh, success story coming out of your space. Oh, thank you. On your website, you mentioned, and I'm quoting you guys, we are disrupting the world of work in the Middle East with cultural, collaborative, and inspirational co-working spaces. I find the reference to culture very, very interesting. And you started to touch base a little bit on it in our introduction chat. Can you maybe expand a bit more on that and on what it means for you? So it's all actually kind of intertwined. So
1: we are located in um, a city called Adliya. And Adliya is actually known to be like the Bohemian neighborhood of Bahrain. So so you have Adliya, which is a culture hub. So what we were trying to do is kind of create a community because, again, Community is like friendship, yeah, a fundamental human need. So it it just kind of changes how you feel. It gives us common ground. So we at D1 actually want to provide an innovative space for the community so that that's what we are looking to to build, like a a connected community. Basically, if we succeed, obviously, there's more laughter, there's more empathy, more joy, and ultimately, just more purpose. And I think what's happening now is like co-working is just, no longer exclusive to startups, I think it's just a very attractive proposition even for larger businesses as well.
0: I'm glad you also see this way uh, in the region in Bahrain because um, this is definitely what we see also um, talking to co-working spaces all over the world. And also now that we've released our book around the world in 250 co-working spaces, we have already 250 examples that show that co-working is not anymore just for startups and, and freelancers. So I'm glad you see it that way too. Yeah,
1: that I think that transaction is really amazing. Like nobody expected it. So it's something really,
0: uh, I think there's, there's a huge opportunity there. And as we started to discuss uh, and talk about the community and, and its importance for you guys, can you maybe give us a few examples of some of your members at D1 Hub and what do they do and where do they, where do they come from? Yeah, sure. So... Um...
1: Uh, So being a startup can be a very lonely journey. And so what we try to emphasize at the space is to kind of create a community. Um, In fact, we do have a lovely cocktail of creatives at the space, I must say. We've got like designers, architects, social media specialists, marketing and branding gurus. So I think it just works wonderfully because they all end up supporting and working with each other. Um, like I've personally used one of the marketing um, companies of the space to help us with lead gen and content creation, so I think it's really nice to kind of like you know support each other at the space. And uh, another beauty as well of the space is is we have a diverse community from different cultures. Like I think our space is like a wider reflection of the kingdom. We have uh, locals, we have Australians, Canadians, British, and um, again, majority of the co workers, uh, I would say 60% again, are all women, so which is great to see.
0: Such a nice diversity of uh, people and jobs and skills. That's really cool. It's wonderful, yeah. And I know that you guys are also developing programming uh, for your members. Can you talk to us about that? Um, so basically, we we w- what we put in place is um, Optics, which is for
1: member management, which is fantastic, like in terms of um, connecting um, the users with the community and the resources and services that we offer as well. So again, it's easy access to the payment plan. So that's a really fantastic um, uh, program we've um, put in place. And another one is uh, the Salto Chaos, which is, um, again, for access control. So because our space is like open 24-7, uh, this has served us so well because it enables members to come into the space at any hour of the day, whether it's weekends or holidays, they have access to it. So there's there's great control and flexibility in that app. So that, that served us very well as well.
0: Nice. It makes the experience very smooth, I guess, it for is. everybody. Yeah, very seamless. And everybody interested in the in Salto and in the technology behind it, they are also part of our book, actually. Um, oh, we, that's in, nice. Yeah, we've interviewed the head of uh, co-working, co-living and PBSA, so student accommodation. And uh, he shares how technology can really enhance the experience for members. So that's also something I'm glad you, you bring it up because I also believe that uh, good technology can really make the experience for members in a co-working space completely different? It does. It does. Yeah. It's just so hassle-free. Yeah. And even for you as a team to manage, it makes it so much easier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. As we talk about technology, I would also like to switch to interior design. Uh, I know we are right now doing a podcast, so it's a little bit difficult uh, for people listening to this to see the space, but... I would invite you guys to go on D1 Hub, um, either social media accounts or on their website to see how beautiful um, the space is. When I was looking at your pictures, I thought it was combining simplicity, openness, and I saw also that you had quite a few pieces of art. Um, I would love for you to talk about the process or how did you conceptualize the space? um
1: so basically in a nutshell i'd say like the space was actually inspired uh from we work new york uh that's where the inspiration came from and um and then again we were totally like pleased to have um to source like a homegrown designer within bahrain that actually came and worked on the space so um we're actually very proud of what we have here today it, it's i think uh everyone that walks in has you know amazing feedback and they really enjoy the experience.
0: And is there a particular story behind the building you are located in?
1: Um, So we're located in in Adlia, but in Adlia, we're in the Block 338, which is, again, a prime location when it comes to tourists and hipsters. So we're located, like, in the terminal, which is a car park building. So this building is a very unique development by the Bahrain Car Parks Company. Um, So they've actually integrated cafes, restaurants, and two co-working spaces all in the same building so it's it's, it's actually very very it's very unique it, i think it's one of a kind in in bahrain and obviously the block three three eight is like the go-to destination for food and culture so it plays a very important role in the area because the area is just almost always buzzing throughout the week so it's just it's just a nice vibrant atmosphere in the area um And obviously, you have the Bahrain Tourism Exhibitions Authority, which are uh, they are working on uh, bringing um, a healthy mix of different types of businesses to the area. They're trying to bring in more art galleries, retail shops, and even startup businesses as well. They're giving them an opportunity to set up in the area. So I think even moving forward, we're looking towards uh, a lot of positive changes at the block in the near future. So if you ever visit Bahrain, make sure you visit Blog3388. 3, 3, 8, 8. Let, let it be on your top five things to do.
0: Well, I had it on my list already, so I'll make sure to come and visit. Yeah. Now, uh, if you allow me, I would like to talk about challenges. Um, you said you guys opened in 2020, which is also the year uh, the world has entered a new phase and all corners of the globe uh, have been impacted by the pandemic. How did it impact you guys uh, in Bahrain and at D1 Hub?
1: Uh, so, like, I, I think like any other country, yes, we had the lockdowns, the rise in COVID cases, um, you know, the indoor dinings were prohibited, two-meter social distancing came into place, temperature checks, people wearing masks and visors. So what we try to do is, like, we, we try to create a safe haven for the co-workers. We try to make sure that... Uh, whoever entered the space was vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sanitized the main key touch points like the door handles, restrooms, the coffee machines and you know the kitchen facilities. So we did we made sure that was done and, and on the weekends we tried to do the fogging services to deep cleanse the space. That's what we did to kind of make sure that the co-workers were were not, you know, impacted so much. But yes, we did have things like where you know we couldn't host events at the space, which obviously kind of affected us. And then there wasn't much we could do because we opened our doors like in July, 2020, and there wasn't much we could do like in terms of like marketing or promoting the space really because, you know, the government was like, you know, stay indoors, right? So there there isn't much we could do there. So I think it's small
0: factors like this uh, that impacted us, like, you know. And did it change your concept because you said you opened during the pandemic so I guess when you opened you probably had a certain idea of how things should be and the pandemic was probably not part of your future (laughs) so did it change the overall idea you had initially in any way
1: yes it did actually so I think there were like three stages to the pandemic so initially Bahrain went into a complete lockdown just like any other country in the world and um, the restaurants and coffee shops everything was shut so it was kind of difficult for us to maintain the tenants that we had and also attract new ones it wasn't very easy to do that and then i think the second stage was where the visionary leader his royal highness put in measures to manage the virus like people started getting vaccinated the COVID cases numbers dropped so that's when we saw a slight increase in the, in, in, in the interest in people, but I, I think overall I think there's, the, there's a change that we can see now that like the future in, in the co-working space in general I think it's definitely got a bright future um, as I mentioned earlier like I, I don't think co-working spaces is going to be exclusive for startups only like I I get a lot of interest from multinational companies, like they're all trying to move away from the traditional office setups now, so which is quite interesting.
0: So I think moving forward, things are looking positive at the end, which is good. I guess for everybody listening to this episode and for you and for us also, it was a lot of learning and adapting.
1: Definitely.
0: Um, It seems we are ready for everything now almost. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yeah. Speaking of learnings, um, what would you say has been your biggest learning out of bringing to life and growing D1Hub so far?
1: I think community is everything, like like coming to the space during COVID and you know, just being able to talk to a few members, just watching them, you know, get on with their daily work. I think it just instilled a small amount of normalcy, which I think everyone craved during that time. So the space just turned out to be like my second home. Yeah, like I said, community is just everything.
0: I really feel that, and I think it's a very interesting point you bring up because I feel that although we were all very much uh, separated from each other during the pandemic um, because we couldn't access the space, there yeah. was still a very needed contact and connections with each other. And this yeah, happened online and it was facilitated online. And because it kept on going, like this connection online through the events, yes. people uh, and spaces, and you guys were organizing for the community, somehow meeting people back in the office felt so special. It definitely,
1: definitely did. Like, I would have a big grin on my face. Like, it, it's just so nice. It's just really heartwarming to just have um, a conversation or, or a coffee, you know, even if you're socially distanced. It just makes a world of difference.
0: And I would also like to ask you now, as we are wrapping up this episode, if you could chat with coworking operators now, which I would say, I should say that not necessarily from your city or region, like anywhere in the world, what would be the one question you would like to ask them? So um, ever since I've moved into the coworking working space, I, I've been
1: really keen on, you know, engaging with spaces across the region or internationally. I was just so keen to know like you know how they are you know doing during the pandemic and i think there's just a whole lot that we can learn from each other so i am open to connecting with other operators at
0: any time nice. and the best way to do that i guess is to um add you on linkedin i will add your profile uh, in the description of the episode definitely yes yeah so people can follow you and also instagram because i know that uh, with d1 hub you're quite active there i really yes. love the content by the way so also guys if you listen to this now follow d1 hub on instagram um and last question you've started to touch based on it but i'll ask it anyway in case okay. it's uh, a different answer what would be your biggest dream for d1 hub as a brand uh, i think
1: um I think nothing gives me pleasure than to see the tenants of the space be successful and kind of just helping them with your success. So, I think in the years ahead, I look forward to reading like, you know, success stories where D1 has actually played some part in their journey. I think that will make me happy.
0: Well, that's all I wish for you guys. Thank you so much, Netu, for being with us today. It has been a pleasure. Uh, interviewing you and discovering D1 Hub so yeah I wish you a very nice uh, rest of your day and I hope we can see each other in person very soon thank you so much Pauline
1: thank you for having me I really look forward to seeing you soon
0: thanks for listening to this episode until the end don't hesitate to share feedback with us we love reading from you if you enjoyed what you've listened to Send this episode to your friends and subscribe to Hot Water Podcasts on your favorite platforms to get notified when other episodes are out. And if you are new here, there are plenty of other episodes you can listen to already, including our latest mini-series, Life After Coworking, three portraits of former founders of Coworking Spaces sharing their journeys from how it started to how it ended. That's it for me. Take care and see you again soon for yet another trip around the world of co-working spaces. Au revoir!